Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Black Label presents Heavy Montreal, the heaviest festival in Canada. Back for a 10th edition. Two days of rock and metal. July 27th and 28th, outdoors at Parc Jean Drapeau. Witness Slayer perform their last show in Quebec ever. Performances by Ghost, Godsmack, Evanescence, Slash, Anthrax, Steel Panther, Kill Switch Engage, and many more. 40 bands playing four stages on a festival site that you have to see to believe. Festival passes are on sale now. Visit heavymontreal.com. Produced by Avenco. Mark Striegel, John Astronomy, the Talking Metal Podcast, coming to you from the Silver Spacecraft. I'm Bud Friendly. Here's your hosts, Mark and John. Hey, it's Mark Striegel. Welcome to another edition of the podcast. And joining me on this episode, the co-founder, the guy who founded this whole mess with me back in 2005 john astronomy welcome back how are you man i'm doing great mark thank you thank you listeners of talking metal i am here at what is known as the silver spacecraft studio jersey city new jersey drinking a heineken out of a tap in a diadario mug there you go diadario strings strings yeah man so we got speaking of uh strings we got a six string uh wizard on the show today this guy is one of my favorite guitar players uh, especially when it comes to guys from the new york new jersey the staten island area it doesn't get much better than this guy man it's like bumblefoot and mike orlando those are the two that that pop into my head the two masters and mike is a master and he is here with us today and man he's had you know a very rough few years as as we all know he is the guitar player in adrenaline mob and uh, yeah so i'm just glad he's finally finally back He's got the new Sonic Stomp DVD, which is just fantastic. You got to go watch it, John. It's it's so good, and definitely he's got a big announcement on today's show. So uh, you know, I guess we can 
say, since you and I booked this gig, the gig right. is part of the announcement. And then we'll let Mike tell us about the rest of the uh, announcement. But Mike Orlando and one of our favorite singers, Corey Glover of The Great Living Color, will be playing a show together that John and I are uh, booking and promoters. Are, promoters. We're the promoters. We Thank call you, us the promoters of the show. Yes. And it is September 9th. Where is it going to be, John? It's going to be at the Iridium, which is a great club in Midtown Manhattan, has a ton of history. Les Paul played there every Monday night. It has had virtuosos of all styles of music perform at it, and it's just very cool. Yeah, and that you mentioned it was it was always on Mondays that Les played, and this show, September 9th, is a Monday. It starts promptly at 8.30, which is a cool thing about the Iridium because if you work in Midtown, you know, you can pop in there, uh, get a bite to eat. The, the the show is generally over by 10 o'clock and you can still get home without it being super, super late. So John and I will be there. Mike Orlando will be there. Corey Glover will be there playing some of our favorite songs. I'm sure they'll play some classics you know, and uh, they're going to play some new stuff, too. So without further ado, let's just let's just do this. Let's just get into the interview that I conducted with Mike Orlando. And then John and I will come back and, and hang with you guys. Cool, John. OK, sounds great, Mark. Why don't we first hear the mob rules, the great Black Sabbath cover by Adrenaline Mob? Let's do it. And then we'll hear from Mike Orlando.
It's Mark Striegel, and what an honor to talk to one of my favorite guitar players of Sonic Stomp and Adrenaline Mob, Mike Orlando. Mike, how are you, man? It's been a while. I am doing great, my friend, and it is an honor and pleasure for me always to be talking to you, bro. Yeah, well, I appreciate that, and I know you've been through some some tough times recently, but I wanted to talk yeah. about all the great stuff you have coming up because I, I it seems like you're back with the music at least 100%. There is so much stuff going on. Uh, let's let's start with this amazing concert that's coming up, which I cannot wait to see. It, yeah. It's going to be at the Iridium, which is a really special yeah. club in New York City that features some really great guitar music, the club that, that the one and only Les yeah. Paul made famous. And well, I'll oh, let man. you take it. Tell us what's what's going to be going down at the Iridium. Well, yeah, I mean, geez. First off, I got to say, really, what a tremendous honor it is for me to perform at the Iridium because the reason I play guitar is because of Les Paul. Wow. So that's, that is it. There is, you know, that's what started it. My father kind of raised me on Les Paul and Mary Ford. And I was, I was so glad I got to take my parents to see Les at the Iridium. So right there for me, you know, they say the house that Les built and, you know, like cool sayings like that. But just the fact that he even performed there and I get to play on, on that stage for me where Les was, uh, that's it. You know, it's like right. checklist, you know, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. bucket list moment, you know, bucket list moment. And we are talking um, September 9th in New York yeah. City. It is going to be just an incredible night. And again, uh, not only do we get you and your amazing guitar playing in this really special club but you're gonna have a, a really special guy with you on stage right oh man oh uh, so yes i've i've have the extreme pleasure and honor and i and i only use those words for a few things and uh one of them is playing with uh, mr Corey glover of living color he is a dear wow. uh dear friend of mine and we have a, a whole new thing brewing we've been working on a new album which i will say is one of the best things i've ever done wow. with him he is he is not only uh the coolest cat going but he is one of the greatest singers on this earth and uh uh, it's just, I, what can I say? There's not more I can add other than it's such an amazing experience to play with Corey and to be doing an album with him and to be doing this show at the Iridium on September 9th with Corey. So, man, for me, it's as special as it gets. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So so not only is it going to be this show, but there's you guys are in the studio currently or you're going to go into yeah. the studio? Where are things at? Yeah, so we've already... We've already tracked about nine songs already, and uh, we've been, you know, he has a big schedule, and I've been doing a lot of stuff and, uh, you know, working behind the scenes, um, redoing my entire recording studio, and just getting, you know, really back into this now. So, um, yeah, it's just basically scheduling, and we're trying to finish the album. We might do a few more tracks, and hopefully wrap it by the end of this year. And then, you know, I definitely see a release in early 2020. Uh, it's really great stuff, man. Really funky, heavy, soulful, bluesy, the, the, everything uh, you would imagine from Corey. And 
you know, I add my element to it, which is different than I've ever done. It's not Adrenaline Mob. It's not Sonic Stop. This is something really cool. It's different for me. So right. it's even that much more special for me. And, and I think we're going to debut a, a track or two uh, on the ninth at the Iridium, as, as well as playing, uh, you know, some Sonic Stop tracks and some of Corey's favorite tunes. So, man, it's just going to be a real special, cool event. Cool. And I know Living Color had a, a, a great record out back in 2017 called Shade. And, Shade, And yeah. I really enjoyed that. But one, one thing I saw him doing online at some point over yeah. the last couple of years was was uh, he did a cover of Painkiller by Judas Priest. Did you see that video? <laughs> of course I yeah. did. Well, I mean, of course, there's nothing on earth the guy can't sing. And, and I'm not talking, you know, touching bass on singing it. Whatever he does, he completely owns and kicks the living daylight out of it. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> he, there's nothing he can't do. Absolutely. Yeah. And so musically, I mean, you mentioned there's it's there's some funky stuff, but is it, would you call it like yeah. a heavy metal record you're doing um, or hard rock or what, what like I'm, stylistically, yeah. where are we going with this? I'm going to say it's just straight up rock. It's, okay. it's heavy rock. There are, there are moments of, of course, there it's just 100% chock full of uh, Corey Glover and, you know, my guitar styles, uh, bluesy, funky. There's a little Rage Against the Machine in there. There's a little bit of, you know, soul in there. There's all the stuff that I love kind of just melded in, in, into one melting pot, you know, and some, some great players. We have an amazing drummer we're working with, uh, name of Andrew Davis, who will be playing with us uh, at the Iridium. And it's just, a you know, kind of a conglomeration of styles all melded into one so awesome. there's no one particular thing that it screams it's just heavy hard rock kicking you know what right on <laughs> right on i cannot wait september 9th at the iridium and another cool mike orlando thing that's happening right now is the new sonic stomp dvd this yeah. is uh man it's so much fun to you know because some of the songs i know from from the sonic stomp CDs and, and MP3s yeah. that I've been listening to for years now, but to see you doing it on video, just it, it, there's there's something really exciting about that. And let's talk about this. What you you went down to Brazil uh, to shoot it? Well, well, first off, thank you for all the kind words, man. Yeah, that, man. That is, uh, oh, sincerely. You know, Sonic Stomp Sonic is is my uh, my passion. I've always done it for way before General Mob, and it's just something I love to do. Um, it's just cool rock music, you know, they're cool tunes with, with uh, some crazy guitar playing over it. And yeah, I went down to Brazil and uh, played with my uh, dear friends in, in the Sonic Stomp band, uh, who, which is Achilles Priester, one of the most incredible drummers on the planet, man. I, I definitely am blessed. I, I always feel I say that, you know, there's everyone I play with is so damn talented. And Achilles Priester is just a beast on the drums um junior corelli on keys also everyone was based in uh in right around sao paulo brazil and uh fernando casada on bass so i've uh, been doing a lot with them throughout the last uh, three or four years and they joined me on the dvd and it's just it was just a fun time man we set up we got a nine person camera crew came in and shot the thing right there live while we were playing and i'm it's as live as it gets, you know, like even the drum tracks have like my guitar bleeding into the mics because 
I didn't like wearing, uh, you know, ears. I, I didn't want to wear right, the earbuds. Right. I just wanted the, the live experience of the room. Yeah. <laughs> so it, uh, it was it, man. We rolled tape and had fun. Yeah, man. It's it's a great watch. It's cheap, too. It's like, what, 10 bucks for the DVD? Yeah, because yeah. I feel, man, hey, you know, I, I want it to be affordable. And, and I know today, you know, everyone's streaming and downloading and, and every way they get their music. So I just wanted it to be something that, hey, man, you know, that, that's a cool price. I could pick it up and check it out. It's, it's more about just people seeing and, and hearing the stuff. You know, it's not about the dollar coming in. You know, I did right. it. I always do Sonic Stomp for the passion you yeah. know, of it. So that's it, man. Yeah. yeah, and there are some clips online too. I mean, if guys, if you're uh, if you're on your computer or your phone right now, you got to go search "burn," right? "Burn Sonic Stomp." It's yes, great. Yes. It's so much fun. Oh, thanks, thank you, man. Burn, yeah. Guitar World debuted "Burn" for me, and as a matter of fact, Guitar World will be debuting another video um, in the next week or so entitled a vision of you it's a really cool track of myself and my keyboard player on piano junior corelli doing a beautiful ballad together so it's something different than i normally do and i think it's going to be uh it should be pretty cool so that'll be out real soon awesome cool and you do work with guitar world right yeah yeah i've, I've had uh i did a year of comms with them called mob rules uh tentatively titled yeah. which i thought was cool uh you know it's have, you know, tip the hat to the masters and right. also, you know, the adrenaline monks. So sure, yeah. it's cool, man. Um, I love it. They're like my family, man. They always give me such incredible support and backing. What can I say? I'm, I'm eternally grateful to Guitar World and love Paul and everyone at, at Guitar World. So, yeah, they're the best. Cool. And if all that wasn't enough, you're about to go out on the road with Nocturnal, right? You're to open yeah. for Disturbed. I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty big. Oh my God. I mean, it, it's, it's tremendous. I mean, Disturbed's one of the, the biggest, most badass bands on the planet, you know? And of course I know John from Adrenaline Mob and love the guys. And I've known Dan Donegan for, for, for years back with the GHS family. Um, it is truly, I, I mean, just taking me back to be able to play with these guys. It's, it's just, uh, I'm speechless. So it's just, um, God, what a what a huge honor to to be able to play to their incredible audience. And, and you're you're going to shoot a DVD with them while you're out in the road? Yeah, yeah. My buddy's from uh, from Nocturnal, so I've been with these guys on and off, helping them out and doing what I can for them. Um, you know, when I'm not doing other things, and I love the guys in Nocturnal. So we're going to do uh, a DVD. We're we're bringing a whole film crew to Russia. As crazy as that sounds. And filming all three nights in Moscow, St. Petersburg, and Yekinburg. I think I probably said that wrong, and I apologize to anybody (laughs) for hearing me say that. Yeah, but uh, I think I said that one wrong. But yeah, we're going to film every night and put out a real cool DVD in in commemoration of this huge moment for Notarno and the guys. uh, Yeah, what can I say? Speechless. Awesome, cool. And wow, it was a number of years back, but I remember seeing you put on this great Randy Rhodes uh, remembered uh, show in New Jersey. Oh, yeah. Are you, and you're still, yeah. do, you're still doing those? Yeah, I love the Randy Rhodes remembered family. I've done, I don't even know how many. 
I've probably done 13 or 14 of them. Okay. And they're the greatest, uh, they're the greatest people. I'm talking all over, you know, we, we took it on the East coast, West coast. We always do the big shows at NAM and stuff. And, uh, Brian Tishy and Joe Sutton run that okay. show. And alongside Kathy and Kelly, Randy's family. So it is just a mind blowing experience. And, you know, to be able to pay tribute to probably the greatest rock guitar player ever lived, you know? So, uh, I love it. I, I do it every chance I can. And what can I say? You know, it's Randy Rhodes, man. Right. <laughs> right. Now I know you mentioned the great Les Paul was a big influence on you when you were younger. What, what other guitar players would you consider some of your biggest influences? Yeah. So, so when I was young, like, you know, four or five, my dad would work out. My dad was a professional bodybuilder. He was Mr. America. He was all these incredible, uh, huge titles that he won wow. throughout the world of bodybuilding. Yeah. And he would always, while he was working out, he would play Les Paul and Mary Ford. And so probably back to, I can't remember I was three, four, as far as my memory goes back, was just listening to Les Paul and Mary Ford songs like how high the moon by a lover, all the, if you go back and listen to Les's catalog, it's mind blowing. He's so fast, he's just seamless, amazing player. And so that's what started me. And then, then I heard the rock guys. Once I heard Mr. Crowley, once I heard Eruption, you know, uh, once I heard Ingve Mountstein, Steve Vai, Joe Satriani, John Sykes, Akira Takasaki, Ronnie Matekro. These were all the guys back when I was, you know, learning the, the craft uh, and the instrument that I just dived right into, you know, and always just, I listen to everyone and I always try to just make it a big melting pot of, of, of influences, you know, trying not to copy like, like one guy, you know, cause, uh, there was just, there's just too many great players. <laughs> so it's like, you know, you, you get something from everyone, man. That's the, the beauty of music and guitar. Right on. What is the current status of adrenaline mob? Obviously you guys had just yeah. complete tragedy and, you know, I, yeah. and, you know, we've, we all, we all felt yep. terrible hearing all, what was going on, but is there a future for that band? Do you think? Um, I mean, right now it is as dormant as it gets, you know, it's right. just, um, the, the experience just left us completely avoid of, you know, being able to, at least myself, right. You know, looking back and, uh, you know, I, I love Adrenaline Mob. I love everything we did. Uh, it was a, it was a pleasure and honor to play with incredible talents like Mike Portnoy, you know, and uh, Russell Allen on vocals and uh, John Moyer on Disturbed and everything we did and all the albums. I'm so proud of. Uh, right now, it's just kind of the play button was the, the stop button was pressed instead of play. So. You know, it's really where it's stage right now. I think we're—I don't think anyone has even attempted to to look back. Yeah, right you know, we're just trying to get Understand just trying to get past that. Yeah, that, yeah, that's a huge, huge battle for me to to deal with daily, and uh, I'm just glad to be here to do it. Uh, as some people, you know, aren't unfortunately got rest of souls. Um, but man, yeah, we're just trying to move forward, and I'm I'm still still getting over it a hundred percent you know I have tons of physical problems and i've had 
a whole bunch of uh, procedures and operations. And it is what it is, you know. Okay. I, again, man, I'm just happy to be here and, and still breathing and trying to get back to music. And uh, I hope everyone else is is doing well as yeah. well with that. Yeah, well, yep. absolutely, and we're we're always rooting for you, Mike, and we are so ah, excited for this gig at the Iridium, man. I will be there, yeah. we're going to get, I know John Astronomy will be down there, we're going to be rocking out with you Sounds and great. cheering you on, and man, you and Corey <laughs> on stage together, this is going to be a, a real special <laughs> event. It's, it's going to be great, man. I, I really hope everyone comes down. And even if you're, you know, not a fan of the, the music or things we've done, come down anyway. You're going to witness something really special and really cool at an amazing place at the Iridium. So, yeah, come one, come all. Like a whole different genres of people. Come and, come and check it out. Yeah. Awesome. Cool, man. Well, let's, I tell you what, we got a little time before the gig hits. So we'll definitely bring you back yeah. for another check-in maybe, you know, in a couple months and hype the gig once again and chat it up and, and get any more developments or updates on the the recordings with Corey. I definitely, and there's other things I'm working on that'll be announced probably very soon. So you'll hear that. We can chat about that. And a lot of, a lot of stuff on the table, man. It's a, a, an exciting time for me to get back into guitar and music awesome cool and where's the best place for the listeners to get in touch with you online i mean all the socials right you know right. facebook instagram twitter you can go to com, and uh yeah everyone check out the the new sonic stop live in brazil dvd you can see it on all my socials and message me i try to get back to everyone if possible because fans are the reason i do this and i wouldn't be anything I try to always get back to everybody. Okay. Awesome. Cool, man. Well, safe travels to uh, to yeah. Russia on the tour, and we uh, will definitely reconvene in a, a month or two and, and talk some more. Awesome. That would be great. Again, thank you so much for this. It's a, it's a pleasure to be working with you, bro. Always love doing things with you. Cool. Well, I appreciate that, Mike.
Mark's interview with Mike Orlando, followed by Burn from the Sonic Stomp CD. Yeah. And there is, that's a, a Mike Orlando original, by the way, that is a great song. And there's, on the Sonic Stomp DVD, there's like a new live version of that, which he is just mind-boggling to watch him play that. So definitely uh, <laughs> check out the Sonic Stomp DVD, guys. Only 10 bucks available on Mike's website. And, yeah, I'm so psyched to be working with Mike Orlando and Corey Glover for this gig, John, September 9th, 8.30 at the Iridium, the world-famous club made famous by, by the one and only Les Paul. We will be there hanging out, rocking out. Come, come hang with us. Do some shots with us. Right, John? Absolutely. They Talking got a great toast. bar. Yeah. Talking Metal Toes, we can do them in person. The Iridium is such a cool place, guys. I've been there a couple of times with Ace, really. Uh, once when Ace was doing a performance or a show there with Eddie Trunk, and then I was there with Ace when we went to see Jeff Beck play um, with a group called Amelda May Band, and uh, that was amazing. And, and then uh, I cannot uh, – I cannot not mention that I used to go there to give stuff to Les Paul. I actually delivered uh, one of the – I think it was 2006. I delivered the brand new Cherry Sunburst 2006 model of a Les Paul to Les, and he took some pictures with it. And I even got a couple of photo credits, so that that made me – that made me uh, feel cool. You know, it was an honor to do that. That's yeah. what I mean. And um, and then one time I took a bunch of pick guards there and had Les Paul sign them. And he was always super, super cool to me. And that is just such a big deal. I'm so happy and, and so honored that I had a chance to see Les Paul like there two or three times Um in, during sound checks and I would sit backstage with him and talk to him for a little bit and he was just such a great guy and uh, I was also really close friends with his son Rusty Paul uh, who also passed away not that long ago um, a few years ago so yeah. I was honored to know both of them I'm so sorry to see both of them uh, have passed on and uh, especially Rusty who who was you know you know you know much younger than than Les and uh yeah. So uh, I, I just felt that what I mean by that is that uh, Rusty, it was it was before his time. You know, it was before his time. Right. Right. I hear you. And man, yeah, Emily and I were fortunate enough to see Les play there once on a Monday night a long time ago. And then more recently, we we actually saw with you, we saw Damon Johnson play there, which was a right, great night. Right. And and Emily and I were back there. Oh, a couple months ago to see L.A. Guns play. So there's a you know, they've, right, they've definitely right. expanded. They're doing they still do the jazz stuff. They still do the jazz fusion stuff, but they're definitely doing some rock stuff, too. And this will definitely be a night of balls out rock and roll with Corey Glover and Mike Orlando, September 9th. Go buy your tickets now, guys, at the the Iridium dot com website. And we will hang for sure. It's a great after work hangout. Uh, and again, yeah. eight thirty p.m. <laughs> sharp. They go on. Remember the old days, Mark, where we used to be like, uh, "Our band's playing. Uh, it's it's going to be on a Wednesday night. Uh, right. We go on at one a.m. And if you don't <laughs> yeah. show up, I'm going to be very hurt." Yeah, this and, will and not nowadays, be that. This yeah, will not this won't be, be that. that. Yeah. yeah. And, and nowadays, I can't even think of doing that. I haven't been to a gig that I've been out past you know one a.m. in in a long, long time. But back in the olden days, uh, that that's what we used to do. And yeah. and my one of my bands would get like. 
you know, the, the, the singer's wife would be there, her best friend who didn't even like metal, but just came for support. And, and that was about it. Two people. That was yeah. the crowd. And sometimes <laughs> right. the uh, guitar player's brother would come. Right. So we'd have a, a crowd of three and right. we'd was be that playing Paisley it, Babylon. Like, <laughs> Paisley Babylon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'd be playing Acme Underground 1am on a Wednesday. Right and, on. Uh, I've been I'm there, kidding. man. I'm joking. Yeah, I've yeah. been there. No, I've been there. Yeah, Paisley Babylon was a great band, by the way. Yeah, uh, yeah. John's old band, Paisley Babylon. John's <laughs> playing with Like It now. Um, listen, John, let's uh, let's catch up some more, but I do want to play a little Living Color, if we can, so, to celebrate this, this gig at the Iridium. I'm guessing we might get a few Living Color songs in the set with Mike. I don't know. I he hope didn't, so. He I hasn't said so. that, but it does sound sound like maybe. It's we a might, possibility. Might happen. It's a definite, I would say it's a 50-50 at least, right. at the very least. By the way, real quick, I... I used to live in an area called Newport, and Corey had a good friend who lived in Newport, and I once hung out with him just in the in the neighborhood, like walking walking in between buildings, and I, I ran into him, and he was such a cool dude. And this was way back. Yeah, you know, I was, think I was with you. Years. I think I was with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he probably were with me. That's yeah. right. Yep, yeah, because both of us lived in Newport yeah. together. Abby, Abby Kears, he was friends with. Definitely. Right, right. Yeah, anyways, From this MTV is. News. Right on. This is Open Letter to a Landlord by Living Color, going way back, some classic Living Color here on Talking Metal. Now you can tear a building down, but you can't erase a memory. These houses may look torn down, but they have.
Here on Talking Metal, I'm hanging with John Astronomy. John, you want to hit another another song and then come back and chat a bit? Yeah, Mark. Why don't we get into another song? You mentioned Bumblefoot earlier. Right on. Yeah. And let's let's do a song from Sons of Apollo. This one is called Divine Addiction.
that was Sons of Apollo here on Talking Metal. Man, what a super group that is. You got, uh, what, Jeff Scott Soto, Billy Sheehan, Mike Portnoy, uh, Bumblefoot. Bumblefoot, and uh, who's that keyboard? Derek Sherinian. Derek right? Sherinian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah wow. all, all like top of the line musicians. I yeah. mean, what an amazing lineup. Yeah, great stuff. Sons of Apollo. I was just talking to somebody about Sons of Apollo. He's a younger guy, and he was telling me how much he, he loves Sons of Apollo. And when I say younger, you know, he's probably in his 20s. And I love hearing that. I, I You know, so right. many of these concerts I go to, and it's a bunch of old, fat, bald, white guys, you know? And it's just like, <laughs> I, I love it when this this guy was like a 20-something, like, Puerto Rican dude. He's actually a guitar player. He's really, really good, which makes sense that he would like Sons of Apollo. But I, I was, right. I lit up when I heard him say, you know, we were talking about music. I was like, well, what kind of rock music you into? He's like, I love Sons of Apollo. So I was like, that's great. wow, that's great. That's great because they are a great it's band. Really refreshing. Yes. And John, you've been gigging a lot. What's uh, what's on the agenda with you? You're doing a show, which I, you got to remind me when it is because I do want to try to get there. Ace, Rat. And your band like it. Is this is this true? Yeah, this is an amazing gig. Uh, this is July 3rd. I believe it's a Wednesday and okay. it's in White Plains, New York at what's called the Westchester County Center, sometimes just referred to as the center or the county center. And uh, it's it's Rat and Ace really co-headlining. Now, listen to this. Listen to the little tagline on their website. And it's hilarious. I, and I didn't even write this. This is like written by somebody on their website. It says, make a platinum rock band rat with original Kiss guitarist and rock and roll Hall of Famer Ace Freely. Supporting guests, Altitudes and Attitudes featuring David Ellison from Megadeth, Frank Bello from Anthrax, and Lower East Side Rockers. Like it. Wow. Wow. How funny okay, is that? Okay, so, so <laughs> it's it's Dave, it's, uh, Dave, Dave uh, Ellison and Frank Bello, Rat. And Ace and you guys. This is like a festival, right. dude. I know. It's a festival. It's in a what what I would call a smaller arena where they have a basketball teams play there. Um, and uh, it, it's a, it's a, going to be a freaking cool thing. I've never had a chance to play in a place that big. And uh, so that's going to be a great gig. You can uh, – their website's called countycenter.biz, I believe. How far and, is White uh, Plains from White Plains is about forty five minutes or on the train from Manhattan, so it's it's pretty close. Uh, it might even be closer than that um, in miles. Let me What's let me do theater? a What's the theater again? Say it's called Westchester County Center. Okay, so it's Westchester. I'm going to like the Google Maps right now. I'm just curious to how far a drive it is. Google Maps. Yeah, I mean, try to type it. White Plains. Uh, yep. Um, it looks like it's 25 miles from Manhattan, and if you were driving right now, it would take you 42 minutes. Yeah, it looks like it's about a little over an hour for me. So, yeah, man, that sounds like fun. I, How cool is that? Yeah. I loved Rat. Uh, when I was getting ready to go to college, I had to list on my Berkeley uh, application your favorite bands, and I put Kiss, Rat, and Twisted Sister. That was back then. <laughs> they yeah, still let they you in. Probably, yeah. yeah, they still let me in. I'm surprised I, I got accepted uh, listing that. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. all the other people were listing like El Demiola and, uh, you yeah. know, Vinnie Kelyuda and, uh, you know, Weather Report and, you know, the Marcellus Brothers. And, and I yeah. put, a you know, 
some heavy metal bands. And right, right. one of my teachers once, who is a good teacher, he was like, I, what is what, what is your background? Did you just play in garage bands? I go, well, I'm only 17. And the answer is yes. Like, I, <laughs> what, what am I supposed to do? Like, right. I, I'm going to music school at age 17 so I can learn music. If I already was a freaking virtuoso and could play like Neil Peart, I wouldn't be coming to school to learn drums, which is what I went for. But right, right. And, and uh, you know what? The, the semester I had, the guy who said that to me, and, and no offense to the teacher, but he, he wasn't even showing me anything I needed to learn. I I had to like do what was called trading fours on the drums, in, and it's kind of a jazz thing. And you know who taught me? Brian Tishy was nice enough to take me into uh, – we called it a shed. It was a freaking right. little tiny – practice room and I set up you have to set up your whole drum set so picture you want to practice at night after your classes you got to like put your drums on a cart then you got to haul them to some room that's like as big as a closet and then you got to set them all up then you got to practice and then you got to break them all down and then will them back to your dorm room I mean right, for yeah. drummers it was it was bad I was like the the idiot I I rigged up something where I had bass pedals hitting the bottom of the bed and I was like playing on Mat, like little pads and stuff. And I was like the only drummer that I, I one entire semester, I didn't uh, set up my drums, which wow. probably explains why I am not playing like Neil Peart right now. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's all right. I, yeah. I don't care. I, 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 I uh, play the way I like and as that. And, um, but, but, uh, but it was weird because like you mentioned Neil Peart, like, and I remember my roommate first semester we're talking about berkeley college of music guys where john and i met many years many many decades ago uh, yes. but my roommate this guy steve gisson um he was into neil pert and i remember people were like oh well neil pert you know you you should be listening to you know and these crazy right, jazz right. dudes like even neil yeah, pert see, wasn't considered wasn't, top line yeah, exactly. and, uh, yeah, yeah with some of these That's how jazz crazy nerds. It was. yeah right right yeah to the to the stuck up jazz people neil a guy like Neil Peart, who we all know is one of the greatest drummers in, in music history, right. wasn't considered what they were looking for at the time. Like, right. And I, I remember I did a presentation. It was a double bass class, and it was on Eric Carr. And the teacher was – my one friend was uh, who played with Dickie Betts, he, he was like – he goes, Sean, when you didn't see that teacher was like making – smirking at you and stuff. You're doing this presentation on Eric Carr. They thought it was like a joke. Like, And I was just <laughs> like – <laughs> I go, I, what am I going to do? And um, so it was pretty funny. Like, yeah. like I'm trying to, th I don't even know the names of these guys. Like, like Dave Weckl uh, would have been one of these guys. Vinnie Kiliuta, I'm thinking of. Right. Uh, Terry Bozio. Um, yeah, but uh, even those guys were like more fusion-y. Like, right, right. like some yeah. of like Steve Gadd and, uh, yeah. you know, like, like these like extreme, like, I don't even know who like. Some of these jazz guys were the drummer, the jazz right. drummers, you know, but yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah, it was really funny. I, I've heard it's much more rock now, you oh, know, and I, cool. I went back there like maybe 10 years ago and was like, not even, ten, yeah, let's see, my son's 10. Yeah, about 10 years ago, I was back there right before my son, my first son was born, and it was definitely had a little more of a rock vibe. I mean, there was a rock vibe there back in the day, but not quite, it was definitely leaned more jazz you know so totally 100 uh, percent. i, I do think it's more diverse now 
Yeah, that's that's good to hear. They, back to just uh, talking metal listeners. When we were there, when Mark and I was there, Brian Tishy, who's played with a bunch of great guys, he's played on Ace Records, he's played with Ozzy, he's done a ton of stuff. He does a Bonzo Bash uh, right. in, in L.A. Randy, the um, Randy Rhodes tribute thing, too. Yeah. Right, Randy Rhodes tribute. Which, right. we were, I was he just was, talking to Mike Orlando about that, yeah. Oh, very cool, very cool. Um, uh, J.D. Uh, DeServio from Black Label Society was there. He was also friends with uh, Brian Tishy, good friends from back in New Jersey. Uh, who else was there when we were there? Uh, well, Portnoy was there, but that was the year before us, I think. Right. So, yeah, I think he, gr- he left or graduated right before we got there. And uh, like some of the guys, I think from Extreme were up in there, and uh, yeah, uh, there were there were definitely some rockers. But it, it when for for me, even the people that I know that were rockers were were all into the jazz stuff, especially like the really good musicians. And they were they were um, they you know the, the school had about an eighty percent jazz thing going on, and maybe like a little bit of rock. <laughs> right. And do you remember the time that we were out? with a bunch of people and we got attacked. Yeah. Do you yeah. remember that? And so, they broke my I roommate's totally nose, remember. the same guy I was just mentioning, uh, the yeah. Neil Peart guy, and mm-hmm. they broke his nose and this other guy got like kicked in the head. And yeah. I remember we were like with yeah, Derek. Yeah. Derek got like some hair pulled right. out or something. And I yep, remember like yeah. I, I was running as fast as yeah. I could. You know, and all these, so we were there's like six of us. And I remember like, yep. like, like, like four of maybe it could have even been seven or eight, but a lot of the guys were beat bad. And I was just like, Oh yeah, yeah man. Yeah, I, I got know, hit in I the was... shoulder, but I'm, uh, you know, yeah. I'll be all right. You know, I, was, I felt yeah. really bad cause I didn't really get hurt. And I was like making stuff up like, like saying, uh, yeah, I, well, yeah, they hit me in the shoulder. Um, yeah. And you know what? Here's the thing. I feel guilty on this because I – okay, here's what happened. We were standing hanging around. I think it was down at Daniel Hall, somewhere around right. there. Yeah. And I was standing like like kind of like an idiot. Like I was standing with my legs crossed for some reason. And we look ac- – I looked across like this little area and I see this kind of a group of kids – and and or, well, there was yeah. a guy playing acoustic guitar, and all these oh, like college okay, kids were had that. gathered around, and we right. stopped to listen to him. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's what it was. And I looked, and I saw one of the guys standing exactly like I was, like making fun of us or me. And then somehow, the next thing you know, that led to us being attacked. My friend Matt was there. Who Matt kind of Derek, me, and Matt all kind of looked the same. We all had like kind of like a curly like blondish hair kind of like a bon jovi-ish and uh i look a little more like dave menichetti back in the day but um so what happened was we all walked away now i walked well the guy came up because we were standing there and i forget if it was to you or derek but he said you better get the fuck out of here you sammy hagar looking fag or something Uh like that yeah (laughs) Yeah, I remember so, Sammy. There was a Sammy Hagar, was a Sammy like, Hagar name check. Oh, yeah, for sure. Hilarious. I didn't even remember that, Mark. It's a great memory because I I remember the guy. And we didn't they, leave. Like, that was the problem. Yeah, we didn't leave. We right. were like, we're not going anywhere. There's right. there's Turned there's seven of us, fight. and there's only like like fifty of them. Yeah. And then, yeah. And they really attacked us, and 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 I, Mark, I think me and you were the only two people that did not get hit, and. And uh, I remember being scared fucking shitless, though. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah the, one dude. Was it your roommate who had to leave school? 
Uh, or was that a different guy? Well, One he guy did leave. Left he, college. Yeah, well, he did leave. Or, oh, he maybe like, he came back. Yeah, no, he left that at the end of that semester because he was, and that that fight, him getting beat, was definitely a big part of it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Man, yeah. what an, I just was telling somebody about that, and you know what's really funny, and I'm, I'm not accusing anybody, but, um, and I, I, I think that this person I'm kind of talking about is like one of my favorite actors, but. And his brother is also one of my favorite actors, but it, it was kind of like I always joke around and say like it was like Marky Mark and Donnie Wahlberg and their their crew right. that beat us up. But yeah, it probably really was. wasn't. But yeah, that's, it could have been. It, it could have been. Yeah, and I don't really. It was think like it was. No meatheads. They, they, it was like these meathead like gang, and they were called like they had some stupid name like Nasty Boys oh, so they, or something. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, oh, it was I think a it bunch... was the Nasty Boys, right? Yeah. Right. I kind yeah. of it's coming back to me now. But what what a story! We got yeah. beat up at Berkeley, except me and you kind of walked out of there without getting it. right. Right. I felt guilty too. Yeah, Sammy it was crazy. Hagar. That was That's crazy. Funny, it was they called us Sammy Hagar. That's great. Yeah, and I remember when we came back to Berkeley, then all the rockers were like, "Well, let's let's go out and fight them," and we were just like, "No, let's not." Yeah. Were Were you there? The time? Oh no, I don't. I don't know if you were there. That I don't know. I don't think you were there. The time that Rob of Paisley Babylon uh, and uh, some people had an incident uh, with like. Uh, our dorm room being crashed in. I, I better not say anything. Oh yeah, I remember that. They they busted through the wall or something. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then there was another time where we the elevator. Do you remember the elevator got stuck? And no. And then these people kicked their way out of the elevator. Wow, um, I don't and remember like broke that through yeah. the yeah broke through the yeah, which <laughs> which was crazy yeah but there crazy times crazy times yep. yeah Berkeley there was College a guy, of Music the real yeah. book guy there was a real yeah. book guy and the real yeah. book is this like book of all these songs remember that yep there was some guy standing outside selling books like music yeah. books yeah yeah crazy it was times. illegal it was like illegal or something like I don't know yeah something. now it's now there's a legal real book actually real book, you can buy yeah. with the jazz standards in it but. <laughs> Anyways, so John will be playing July third with Rat at uh, altitudes and attitudes and yeah and Ace. Ace. That's really, yeah, that's yeah, amazing. Great man. gig. And you got yeah, some other Ace go, gigs too, right? Yeah, yeah. I got a bunch of gigs coming up. I um, June twenty eighth. Um, I'm playing with Return of the Comet uh, at not Mexicali Live. Uh, Dingbats. No, not no. Dingbats. Debonair. Oh, Debonair. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Debonair used Music to be Mexicali Hall. Live. Yeah. yeah. Used to be Mexicali Live. So, yeah, June 28th with um, Return of the Comet. Now, to people who don't Debonair. know what Return of the Comet is, can you explain? Because there's yes. probably people who don't understand what that is. Yeah, Return of the Comet is what I would call a supergroup made up of people from different eras of the Ace Frehley Band or Frehley's Comet. Uh, getting together without and Ace. doing yeah without Ace. So it's John Regan, the great John Regan on bass, who's played with Peter Frampton and a, uh, amazing. He played with Mick Jagger. Um, he jammed a lot with the Rolling Stones. He actually played on some Rolling, at least on one or two Rolling Stones songs. Um, he is on bass. Todd Howarth from Fraley's Comet is on guitar, keyboards, and vocals. Richie Scarlett from Fraley's Comet is on guitar and lead vocals as well. And Steve Budgie Werner is the drummer, and he played with Ace in the Ace Frehley Band in the 90s. So a uh, bunch of great guys doing all great songs that if you're an Ace Frehley 
fan, you will love them. And if you're a fan of all of those guys and the different bands that they've been in, uh, it's going to be a great show. And so I'm, so I'm doing that. Then uh, and Ace Frehley is playing, believe it or not, the same light, the same night, like two miles away. So what's happening is Ace's show, Ace goes on at 10 or something like that, and um, maybe even earlier. And he, their their show is done early. It may, I'm, he might even go on earlier than that, so don't don't quote me on that. So basically, what it happens is you can go see Ace, and then when Ace show is done, you can drive two miles, and then you can come and see our show, Return of the Comet, and like it, and some other bands. I think there's a band called Wicked playing, and a guy named Johnny Race. Oh, Wicked! Yeah, we cool love thing. Wicked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wicked. The, the uh, guys that kind of like a kiss with like white. Outfits. Yeah, Emily did a, a a YouTube interview with them down at the Atlanta Kiss Expo. Yeah, yeah, very cool. I remember that, and then. And then, then we hook up with Ace. So then the very next night, uh, the 29th, we are in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania um, at the FM Kirby Center, uh, just us and Ace. And then we head the very next day to the Starland Ballroom in Sayreville, New Jersey, which is a great venue that I know both of us have been at many times. Yes. And we have a day off. Then we're going to play the Paramount in Huntington, New York with Ace. And then we're going to play the Rat gig, the White Plains gig. Then we have a day off, and then we're going to play way up north of Boston in Beverly, Massachusetts at a place called The Cabot, and that's just going to be us and Ace. And uh, so that's cool. And then I have an announcement that uh, I can't really get too too much into, but there's going to be some more dates with Ace coming up and outside of the tri-state area. So that's going to be a cool thing. Wow. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. So I will I will let you guys know about that in the future. And I am playing this Thursday. So it's going to be uh, you will have missed this uh, because this podcast will air after this date. But I'm going to be playing at the cutting room for a benefit for David Z from Adrenaline Mob and Trans-Siberian Orchestra at what's called the Ultimate Jam Night New York. It's the third one that's happening in New York. This thing happens uh, a lot out in L.A. at the Whiskey, and a bunch of great musicians come down and jam. Yeah, former Talking Metal guest David Z, and wow, what a what a loss. And that kind of brings know. us full circle back to uh, Mike Orlando, who, again, will be playing the gig at the Iridium, and we will be uh, – promoting that this September so we're looking forward to that and John I did just want to remind all the listeners that we have heavy Montreal passes for free for you so go to talkingmetal.com and you will see in today's show notes for this episode how you can get free passes for heavy Montreal which is going to be just a great great festival that I believe Emily and I will be going to we're still trying to figure out the uh the details and of course it's uh wow what a lineup slash ghost slayer um who else let me uh Ev- evanescence anthrax wow. steel panther clutch Man. quiet riot kill switch engage in this moment Man. uh atreyu wow. um a lot of a lot of talking metal people metal church yeah yeah Cancer bats. I mean, this is just just wow. An so cool. So cool. Yeah. When yeah. is this? When is it? Godsmack too. That's one of the big ones. Uh, this is August. No, this is July twenty seventh and twenty eighth at Park Jean Trapeau in 
Montreal and up in Quebec. It is just uh, an which is this island. John uh, Park Jean Trapeau is an island, and you you just take the the subway out there, and and wow, it is so cool. just amazing. Yeah, so definitely That's meet so us cool. out there. It's going to be great and. Get your free tickets on Talking Metal. Just go to TalkingMetal.com. Use the links to go over and grab them, and we will uh, party so with cool. you guys there. So, cool. and Also, just support <clears throat> us with our Amazon links. You guys know how that works. If you're going to make a purchase on Amazon, just go over to the website beforehand and link over to Amazon. Go about all your purchasing as you normally would. And, of course, we have Patreon and PayPal tabs if, if you'd rather... Uh, do that to show your support. Uh, so yeah, that's that's uh, that's about it, John. Um, what, were you going to say something else? Yeah, I wanted to also say that uh, the Ultimate Jam Night is hosted both in New York and right. in L.A. by Pauly Z, who is a, a great guy. He's currently the singer of The Sweet, and uh, it is David Z's brother. And they used to also have a great TV show called Z Rock. Right, with their band ZO2. IFC. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. So uh it's gonna be a great night of jamming. It's it's for a great cause. It's gonna be it parts somber night because we're gonna be remembering David Z, but I'm sure David Z would want us all to rock out at this gig on Thursday night, and you're gonna be coming down. Yeah, I will be, and and we might get this podcast up on Thursday. We'll see how quickly I can. Move oh, that'd on be this. great. Yeah. So if you cool. you are hearing this and it's uh it's what June thirteenth, and you're listening to it, come down after work, hang out because you said it gets started on the early side, right? Yeah, yeah. I think like, you know, people start getting in there around seven and maybe it starts at seven thirty or eight. Uh, I I believe that's what it was because uh, uh, I that's how it was the last time I did it. I just remember leaving straight from work and I went down and jammed two songs. Uh, I did uh, the last show. I did um, the Judas Priest song uh, with Militia from Judas Priestess. And uh, I did a, a Pat Benatar song. Not every song is metal, but but it's a lot of metal. And 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 one of the songs, uh, the priest song, I I played with Militia and Chris Caffrey from Sabotage and also oh, cool. Trans Siberian Orchestra. So it was a nice. it was a cool thing. Nice, cool. Well, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna cool. call it a day here right now, and we're gonna take us out. Hit a little Adam Wakeman, the son of Rick Wakeman, the keyboardist in Ozzy's band. So this is his band, Headspace. And this is some great progressive metal. I love this stuff. This is called Invasion. John, always great having you back on Talking Metal. Yeah, absolutely. uh, We look forward to rocking again with you real soon. Very cool, Mark. Thanks so much. And thanks to the listeners of Talking Metal. It's always great to be back on Talking Metal. Cool. Check us out on uh, Instagram and, and Twitter and all that. We'll see you soon, guys. This is Headspace on Talking Metal. Naively, I have been attracted to the city as a child It was a heart of community Unified, healthy, sharp, abbreviated Opportunities in the city Greater for the choices of success and happiness Acceptable completeness I moved there as a teenager and was exposed to subliminal images and emotions that were like due to accumulation of the rational